there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you are all having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about Spear by Nicola Griffith, and this is a queer retelling of King Arthur's court. Mainly it follows um, Percival, who is named um, Periter in this story. I do like that Griffith went to... She used Gaelic, you know. She used non-traditional um, English prose, so she went like Gaelic in the story. I hope that was right. My notes say Gaelic, but that could be incorrect. Um, when it comes to the language with the characterization and their names, I really did enjoy the fact that we are following Periter and the story just begins with her, you know, she was a wild thing, you know, she grew up in the wild alone with just her mother. And she doesn't switch her pronouns or anything. She does identify herself as a woman. However, she's had dreams of joining King Arthur's court, you know, haunting visions of the Lady of the Lake. And she soon discovers in order to make her way in the court, you know, she has to look like a man, you know, it's safer for her to travel as well. She looks like a man, if she looks like a warrior, if she looks like a soldier in a way. So she, you know, with her hunting spear, she goes out and she embarks on her task. It's a very short novel. It is by, it's a novella, basically. It is a novella. What really threw me is it really, um, there are no chapter breaks. You know, there's no chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. It's just a story. There are section breaks. There's also artwork littered throughout the story. The artwork is absolutely beautiful. I can't stress that enough. But there are no chapter breaks. That did catch me off guard when I was reading it because I was just like, I don't want to leave off. My mentality is I don't want to leave off in the middle of a chapter. And I'm like looking for the next chapter. I'm like, oh my God, there are no chapters. <laughs> that caught me off guard. Um, but that by no means um, lessened my enjoyment of the story. Like I said, there are section breaks. There are um, There is artwork that also does break up the pacing of the story in a good way. It gives you a moment to like really breathe and absorb everything that you've read while also appreciating the beautiful shading and artwork that is in this story. Again, it's not a terribly long story, so I don't really, really want to go really want to go so in depth to it because I don't want to ruin it. Like I said, it's Nicola's take on and I believe they do use the pronouns she, her, but I don't want to um be incorrect about that. But they do um, bring the story to life in their own way, you know, through a queer lens. Because as the story is going, you're seeing Periter explore their own sexuality, you know, having grown up wild in a cave with their mother, you know, they have no one, no fa- no friends or anything. You know, her mother is hiding them from powerful magic. And 
when Paratur decides to leave, it's just like, okay, you're going to leave, but you're never going to find your way back here. Like, I have this place spellbound. So when she does explore the land outside of her home in her travels to Camelot, she's exploring her own identity and her own sexuality. And it's just like, is she... Everyone thinks she's a man, but she's not a man. Is she st- is she a woman? Does she see herself as a woman? So I really do like the complexities that really go into developing the characterization of the story. And it's just the way that Peritor sees the world. It's almost like an innocence, but it's very ethereal. You know, Peritor is by no means naive. They are respectful. They are conscientious, thoughtful meditative almost but there's this wonder that brings to life the scenery and the world as it goes as they are exploring it and it's very ethereal you know the pacing of the story is not by any means fast either but you're really getting involved in the scenery you're getting involved in who Peritor is as a person and what their role is in King Arthur's court and their relationship as it develops with Nimue and Merlin, Arthur and Lancelot and, you know, Guinevere and everyone in King Arthur's court. And I think that that's really entertaining, you know, it's very engaging to the reader. It's one of those reads that it's not quick, it's not slow, but it's a book that you could read on a rainy day, you know, again, really short book. You could read it in one sitting if you wanted to. It's a book you can get lost in because of the etherealness of the storytelling. You know, it's it's magical. It's sometimes a little haunting how the scenes play out. But you do have some scenes that, you know, her battles, those are really quick. But... Again, those quick scenes don't disrupt the overall um, meditative pacing of the story. So, you know, I do have to give this book four out of five stars. It really was a thoughtful novel. It really was compelling. It was imaginative. And it was unique. So, once again, um, four out of five stars. If you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I will include links in the description below of where to purchase the book. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me here by liking this podcast, subscribing to my channel, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee with a one-time $1 donation, or by becoming a monthly subscriber and supporter on Anchor FM for just 99 cents a month. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.